Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, moving in. The Taliban gaining more ground in Afghanistan overnight. Thousands of U.S. troops now heading back in to help get the American embassy staff out safely. So what happens next? We're there live with the latest. Then, feeling the burn, a surprising new study revealing when metabolism actually starts to slow down. Why middle-aged people might need a new excuse for those extra pounds. Plus, Changing Lives will introduce you to an incredible high school football coach using the sport to save lives in his community. I have kids who've been shot. I have kids who attempted to sell drugs before and need to be talked out of it. How he's making a difference on and off the field. Today, Friday, August 13th, 2021. Can't wait to start our day. I'm we're the Honecker family from beautiful Southwest Virginia, and we're celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. Good morning. We're the Connors family from Wilbraham, Massachusetts, and we want to wish all of today a happy Friday the 13th. Woo! <laughs> Love it. I like that. Woo! Well, Friday the 13th, but we're feeling happy. We're feeling lucky, aren't we, Craig? Yes, we are. Yes, we are, SG. We're glad you started the day with us. I'm doing the work from home thing. Hoda's finishing out her week off. She'll be back on Monday morning. By the way, speaking of next week, you're definitely going to want to join us on Monday. If you are getting the kids ready to head back to school, as we've been reporting, families are noticing there are shortages and price hikes when it comes to a lot of their school supplies. So we sent Vicki Wynn on a mission, and she's going to show us Show us how you find what you need and how you save money in the process. Again, that's coming up Monday here on Today, Savannah. That's going to be a good one. Let's get to your news at 8 o'clock. The White House is sending thousands of U.S. troops back into Afghanistan to evacuate Americans as the resurgent Taliban overruns the country. NBC's Kelly Kobiea is on the ground in Kabul with the very latest. Kelly, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. Yes, it was not a good night for government forces here in Afghanistan. The provinces falling like dominoes to the Taliban and Kabul becoming increasingly isolated. NBC News has confirmed that Kandahar, the second largest city in this country, birthplace of the Taliban and a major hub for U.S. forces during the war, fell overnight. Afghan troops have been defending it for weeks with the help of limited U.S. air support. Kabul is now one of just two major cities in this country that is still under government control, along with the commercial hub of Mazari Sharif in the north. Thousands of Afghans have sought refuge here in the capital, many of them living in the open air under the hot sun uh, and really uh, dependent upon resources like water and food uh, from volunteers. And with the security situation changing so rapidly on the ground, the Pentagon announced yesterday they're sending 3,000 troops 
into the country to be stationed at Kabul International Airport. A limited mission is how this is described to help evacuate a, quote, significant number of embassy staff and also to help process some of those immigrant visas for the regular Afghans who have worked for the military and other government agencies over the course of the war. But there is a palpable anxiety here in Kabul. The worry is growing that perhaps at some point the capital may fall. Savannah? That's really disturbing. Kelly, thank you very much for the report. Well, now to a new study this morning suggesting what we thought about our metabolism slowing down as we get older may be dead wrong. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar is here with details and, and how they could have us all rethinking our diets. So this is Science Magazine. It sounds like it's a pretty legit study. Yep. How surprised were you by the findings? I was definitely surprised, and a lot of experts who weighed in also said, wow, this is really surprising, but it's also great news because it actually means maybe we have more control right, over yeah. our weight destiny than we, than we previously thought. What did the study find? So, you know, the conventional wisdom is after the age of 20, we get this what's called middle-age spread, right? Yeah. Our metabolism slows down, we gain weight. Well, these researchers studied over 6,000 people from the ages, get this, Craig, from eight days to 95 years. Oh, wow. Internationally, they followed these people for 40 years, and they basically calculated their metabolism, and this is what they found. They basically said that there are four distinct phases of metabolism in your life. Take a look at this graphic. When you're born, the newborn baby has the same metabolism as its mother, but at year one, it's the fastest your metabolism is ever going to be in your life. It's 50% higher than when you're an adult. Okay. From the age of one to 20, there's a very slow decline, about 3% per year, contrary to, you know, like my son eats all the time, yeah. my daughter eats all the time, not so. And from 20 to 60, it stays stable. After 60, you know, the BBC reported it tanks. It doesn't tank, it goes down by about 0.7% per year after the age of 60. So, so a lot of folks gain weight as they age. Yes. And we've thought, again, it was our metabolism. If it's not that, what, what is, is it? What is it, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to just be very, very clear about this. It's complicated. Of okay. course, we know what you eat and how much activity um, you engage in. Exercise is one of the biggest boosters of metabolism. Where you live, how much you sleep, all of these things obviously impact your metabolism. There's a lot of drugs that can slow down metabolism. It's a complicated thing, Craig, but I don't think that we can just say that it's age-related anymore. What does this mean for the multi-billion dollar diet industry? What does it mean for all of the ways that we thought we should lose weight? You know, uh, the short answer is that there will always be a market sure. for the diet industry because this doesn't change the fact that we do have an obesity epidemic in this country. I think it just basically changes the way we need to look at metabolism as we age. And I think this is really just sort of the starting point for a lot of very, very interesting research because some of the people in the study had metabolisms that were 25% above yeah. the average and some were 25% below the average. Why? Scientists need to study that, and maybe that can translate into, you know, medications or other sort of interventions that can make a difference for us. Dr. Natalie Azar, thanks as always. Again, this is one of those stories where as soon as I, I read and heard about it, I was like, how did we not know this sooner? That's what they said. They're like, this is so fundamental, how our bodies, you know, use and make energy. How did we not know this yeah. over a lifetime? Well, we do now. Maybe. All right. Thank you, Dr. Natalie. Have a good weekend. Uh, SG, you got the morning boost?
I, that was the morning bummer. I can't blame my metabolism anymore. Here's, okay, now I'm ready for a morning boost. And we saw yesterday how older siblings can really grow attached to a new baby in the house, but they are not the only ones in this video will prove it. Toby is a family pet in Fort Worth, Texas, and he is just a bit overprotective of three-month-old baby Zane, who uses mouth, his paw, Anything from touching his baby girl, even mom Erin, who is, yeah, that's her arm that's getting pushed away there. Erin says Toby loves his tiny human and she thinks they're going to be best friends for life. Well, she's got a good protector. Why not? That's fantastic. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Up next, um, it's a powerful conversation that I get to share with you on a Friday. It's with a high school football coach who has dedicated his life to changing lives in one of the most dangerous communities in this country. The remarkable things that he's doing for his players to keep them safe, to keep them fed, and to keep them inspired. But first, these messages. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back with a powerful story on a really remarkable man, a high school coach using his skills in football and in life to change the lives of his players. Yeah, that's right, Savannah. And it's, it's all happening in a community just devastated by gun violence and racial inequality in Algiers. It's down in New Orleans. The life expectancy there, 10 years lower than the national average, due in large part to its murder rate. The new book, Across the River, puts a spotlight on a coach named Bryce Brown and his inspiring approach with the teenage players who grew into men while sporting his purple and gold jerseys. Delivers a deep ball, touchdown, Carr. On the field, Bryce Brown is coaching Edna Carr High to multiple state championships. Off it, he's saving the lives of the young men proudly wearing the Cougars' purple and gold. He, um, way more than the coach, you know. He half our conversations never be about football. It'd be about life and what we're going to do after uh, high school. Quarterback, beat object. Off the field, you know, he, you know, he tell you, like, you need me, anything you need, I'm here for you. You know, you could call me anytime, come through. 
I'm gonna be there for you no matter what. And this is not just to me, it's to everybody on the team. We're not just about ball. We're about saving lives. And I think the most important thing is that when you're saving lives, you can't get tired of doing it. In the new book, Across the River, Life, Death, and Football in an American City, author Ken Babb follows the Edna Carr Cougars as they chase a fifth consecutive state championship while also navigating one of the most dangerous communities in America, the Algiers neighborhood of New Orleans. The players that Bryce coaches are a demographic group, young black males, who are 56 times more likely to die by gunfire than the national average. Like th These are young people under siege, and he teaches them purpose, self-worth, confidence, that they're capable of amazing things, but first they have to survive. Life expectancy here is 10 years lower than the national average. In a city where violence is a reality, Brown says vigilance is a responsibility. What are some of the, the dangers that these young men are up against? I have kids who've been shot. I have kids who attempted to sell drugs before and need to be talked out of it. We have kids who are living below the poverty line. We have kids who live in homeless situations. How have you managed to reach these young black men when so many others have not been able to? I think the first key is honesty. You have to have honest, tough conversations. You have to reach those kids first in order to teach them. When you're a teenager, you know, a high school student, especially on this side of the river, you don't necessarily think you've got that many options. Bryce and his staff and the car program teach you that you have tons of options. You have all of the options and that you're worthy of those options. And then they teach them how to go get them. One of those players Brown coached is Ronnie Jackson. And it's bigger than football with him. It's more about life. A standout running back, he's escaped shootings and has lost family to homicides. Coach Brown mentored him, even provided meals as he worked his way toward a scholarship and a life beyond Algiers. Most players, like myself, it was hard to get a meal. I was scraping up, trying to make sure I could get a meal at night so I could put something in my stomach, but Coach Bryce made me never feel like that again, you know? He made sure I was always fed, taken care of, not just to me, but to, you know, anybody that was on the team that needed help or needed love or who, who didn't have a father figure in their life. With every young life and future precious, the possibility and occasional reality of failure weighs heavily on Coach Brown. By no means will I sit here and tell you that we've been 100%. We've made mistakes and we've lost some and we weren't able to reach. But that doesn't stop our drive. That doesn't stop our purpose. And while trophies are a tangible measure of success, the tenacity of Coach Brown and his players is the ultimate victory. We still putting kids in college. We still saving kids' lives. We still doing our mission and we're doing a good job at it. I think that that's the reward in all of this. And it keeps that fire burning in you. A lot of students, you know, actually look up to Coach Bryce, even ones who don't play football, you know, they look at him as a real leader because his attentions and his attitude when he come at you, you can feel the love and you can feel the care. Guys, uh, Coach Brown has a saying he instills in his players, it's called Give them the real. Um, and that authenticity, it, it really carries over in their interviews and in the book as well. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty solid book. And it's already caught the attention of a guy named George Clooney, Clooney's production company, announcing um, that they are going to be adapting it 
for the big screen very soon. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's As just it be. it's it's a really remarkable mm -hmm. story. And Coach Brown is is down there in New Orleans, literally saving lives. Um, and here's the thing, Savannah. I mean, when we go to New Orleans, yeah. we we go to the New Orleans that we all know. These kids live literally a mile away from that New Orleans, but so many of them have never been into the other part of the city, wow. completely detached from that reality. And I love what the coach said, you know, when you're saving lives, you can't grow weary, you can't grow tired, <laughs> and I mean, he's just incredible. And, uh, I'm so glad you brought us that story. Thank, thank you, you, my friend. By the way, we're gonna have, we've got more of Coach Brown and the book Across the River on our website, today.com. Mr. Roker, feels like another Another time for a good check of the weather. Let's check it out. This is the latest on Fred from the National Hurricane Center. Right now, it's still a tropical depression. We expect it to strengthen, though. Moving west-northwest, 10 miles per hour. It's going to bring rain in there into the, into the southern part of Florida where they already have tropical storm warnings up. And then as we get into the middle of next week, it is going to be bringing rain into the mid-Mississippi River Valley. For today, record highs out west. The flood watches continue in the southwest. Sunshine along the eastern seaboard. One more day of high heat and humidity, and then things cool off and dry out a bit. Match your latest weather. Now it's the time for the best part of the day. Yep. Pop start. <laughs> I felt like this party needed a little uh, polka dots. You like so, it? Yeah. So I, yes, I, I like it. <laughs> I added that to the mix. It was the only thing left out this morning. All right. Uh, let's talk about Dan and Shay. Overnight, the country music duo released their latest album, Good Things. You know, they gave us a preview of their new music on the plaza last month. Mm -hmm. Feels like forever ago, but how fun was that? Yeah, it was. Now the full album is out and available to stream. Next up, the first trailer is out for Ryan Murphy's latest series, Impeachment, American Crime Story. The show centers around the impeachment proceedings of former President Bill Clinton and his affair with former White House intern Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky, played by actress Beanie Feldstein in the series, also serves as a producer on the project. Along with Feldstein as Lewinsky, Clive Owens, Edie Falco take on the roles of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And Sarah Paulson, you might not have recognized her, but she totally steps into the shoes of Linda Tripp. She manages to transform into whoever she's uh, acting. Uh, an impeachment premieres September 7th on FX. Next up, Courtney Cox, the Friends star, is back on her old stomping grounds, currently shooting a new series. It's called Shining Veil, vale, and it's on the Warner Brothers lot. It turns out she's found an interesting way to keep busy in the downtime on set, and that's by helping out the crew and giving studio tours. Take a look. On stage five, which is right here on our right, this is where Friends started in 1994 and is now occupied by a show called Shining Veil, vale, starring me. Those trams can't be easy to maneuver, but no. she did it just fine. Might have a future in stunt driving. Oh, but still not as good a tour as the Universal Tour in uh, Hollywood. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Um, finally, the Tonight <laughs> Little Show. Little something extra in your paycheck for that one, Roker. <laughs> no problem. In fact, they're going to be transforming the trams. No joke. They're going to be electric. So they're That's not going to be really? polluting. Yeah. Right. We're going to have more, more of that on Peacock. You bet. <laughs> yeah. But first, this is Today on NBC. It is 8.30 now on this Friday morning. It is Friday the 13th of August, 2021. Well, you haven't officially called it what you normally call it. Frau, you didn't give me a chance. Friday, There you go. Friday. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, and we've stepped outside to say hello to our friends. How are we doing, guys? Yeah. Hey, by the 
the way. Yeah. We got an engagement here. Yes. Lauren and Josh. Okay, she's already talking for you. <laughs> so uh, when did this uh, happen? This happened on Monday evening at sunset. Where? And Top of a mountain in Maine. Oh, oh can okay. we see the ring? Oh. oh! Josh, you put a ring on it. Oh, way to go, Josh. Josh. Nicely done. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you That's very much. fantastic. He's going to be married a long time, too, because he already lets his wife do all the talking. Bingo! Smart man. All right. Smart well, man. All right, and then coming up next week, how would you like to have Hoda, Craig, Alan, Carson as your summer camp counselors? Well, they took over at a camp here in New York for a day filled with fun and field games. We're going to share the results that might inspire you to tap into your inner child. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, a slip and slide, no possibly. problem. <laughs> Before we get to all of that, sir, how about a final check of the weather? We actually greased it up with Crisco. It was fantastic. <laughs> you slide Can't so wait much to easier. see that. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry. We're talking about a weekend at Craig's. Anyway, uh, let's show you what we've got uh, for our weekend outlook. Tomorrow, dangerous heat out west, less humid around the Great Lakes, wet weather New England, all the way down to the Gulf, tropical downpours as Fred approaches. Then Sunday, Sunday, we've got a flood threat down through the southeast, record highs in the west and the western plains, more wet weather through the lower Mississippi River Valley. And that is your latest weather. Now let's head back inside to Craig and Lester. All right, Mr. Rooker, thank you. We want to turn now to a special series across the platforms of NBC News, Justice for All, and it's beginning with an all-new Dateline tonight, Lester Holt here with the preview. This sounds like a pretty remarkable story. It, it really is, Craig. It's about one man's fight to overturn a wrongful conviction, but also how his case revealed a decades-long pattern of misconduct and corruption in Philadelphia's criminal justice system. It's a composite sketch of the guy that's wanted for yesterday's murder of a little girl. In 1992, four years after an unthinkable murder rocked Philadelphia, police announced they found the killer and that he'd confessed. His name was Walter Ograd, a single 27-year-old truck driver who once lived across the street from four-year-old Barbara Jean Horn. He let that poor little baby just lie there. If that's not uh, intent to kill, uh, maybe I haven't seen it yet. Prosecutors were seeking the death penalty. Ograd claimed that he was innocent and that detectives coerced a false confession from him. The little girl's parents were outraged. How did you feel to hear him describe that story? Angry. I wanted him dead. I did. Did you kill Barbara Jean Horn? No, I did not. I did not do anything to her child at all. The jury didn't believe him, and Ograd was found guilty and sentenced to die. Did you look at the jury? Yeah, and they're like they stone-faced. They're like, yeah, we want to just get rid of you. Five years later, he wrote a letter to a journalist named Tom Lowenstein, imploring him to investigate his case. Lowenstein was stunned by what he discovered. I thought I was plucking a little bit of a weed, and I, the more I pulled, the more of this tree just keeps coming up and coming up. There is a systemic pattern of unbridled misconduct in the city of Philadelphia, and it shocks the conscience. Civil rights attorney Amelia Green says the city's corrupt criminal justice system has ensnared Walter Ograd and countless others. And I found another case from the exact same time period where another man is claiming that he is innocent. And so then you keep digging and you find another one. In 2017, Philadelphia's newly elected district attorney Larry Krasner hired Patricia Cummings to lead a revamped conviction integrity unit. They found police and prosecutors lied and hid evidence. 
When I spoke with Cummings, she made an extraordinary admission rarely heard from a prosecutor. So what are you asking the court to do? We are asking the court to vacate the conviction because we believe that the conviction as it stands is a gross miscarriage of justice. But would that be enough to free Walter Ogrod? Oh, Craig, it raises so many questions. And we were there, by the way, when Ogrod finally walked free. It's a moment you won't want to miss. My goodness, what a remarkable story. And it looks like Ogrod's story is just one of several there. That's the troubling thing. In yeah. Philadelphia. Lester, thanks as always, my man. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. And by the way, you can see uh, the investigation. It's part of the NBC News Justice for All series. That's tonight. 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, here on NBC. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back on this Friday morning, and Savannah, I believe we have some birthday wishes for someone special. Oh, yes, you know her well, Little Vale. Oh. Not a baby anymore. She's seven years old today, so happy birthday, oh. Bailey Vale. I hope she's we getting the cupcake. You. Oh, she's getting it all. Oh, Cupcake, cake, cake nothing but candy. Seven already? Wow. <laughs> I so know. Cute. Actually, I gave birth to her this very hour. Oh, In the oh, wow. 8 o'clock hour. Yes, that was on a Today Show schedule. Oh. I'm, I'm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you remember that moment well. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Well, happy birthday to Vail, happy and happy birthday, birthday to you too, SG. For sure. Oh, thanks. Have a good weekend, guys. First, though, in the third hour, Joy Bauer Superfood Friday. This time, Joy serving up a recipe for avocado boats. Uh, <laughs> we'll have more of that coming up, too. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.